0: To me, that's exactly what it is to be resilient. So I would say resilience is not how much you can endure, but how much you can recover in terms to endure for longer. So you wanna have an elite endurance mindset, right? You need downtime to do that. If you burn 100%, 100% of the time, you're gonna last a very short amount of time. You know, you're burning that candle quick. But if you let yourself you know, really have that downtime, And this is permission to take time out. If you have that downtime, then when you go 100%, you can actually give it 100%.
1: That was Akana murray Bartlett, and this is the Running Deep Podcast. And welcome back to this week's episode of the Running Deep Podcast with me, your host Kent Mullins. Now, thank you for joining me on this week. Um, I do have a very fun episode for you guys. I got Akana Murray Butler back on. Uh, she has done an episode uh, midway through her 150 marathons in 150 days uh, feat of endurance. And yeah, she. I got her on, I think day 95 or 96 so it was really good to sit down with her uh, and go over you know the aftermath of her massive achievement Uh, just going over the mindset things the brain fog basically everything and yeah it was just a really fun episode and you guys will get to hear that we just had fun we just had fun a bit of banter you know laughs here and there, a bit of serious stuff, so it was it was a really nice change of pace, because I know you guys are used to the very deep and dark and, you know, sometimes not so nice and not so sunny type of uh, episodes, but this one was, yeah, it was a very nice change of pace, it was bright, it was fun, it was cool, yeah, I don't know, I've, I've run out of uh, descriptive words, <laughs> but yeah, please enjoy this week's episode with me, and Akana Murray Bartlett. And we're back. We're back. With my soft voice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sensual voice. Sensual voice. We're doing it. Round two.
0: Yeah, it's been too long.
1: It's been... how? Oh, it was midway through. It was like...
0: But as, you know, as people, it's it's a long time between connecting. Yeah, I'm awake this time. I have clarity of thought and mm. clarity of soul, whereas I was, yeah, just kind of swimming through the last one.
1: <laughs> I think um, to start this off, I've just got to say to everyone, for those who don't know who Akana is, you are the...
0: The, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I am a, a barely head local. No, no, no. Um, earlier this year, I, I ran 150 marathons from Cape York to Melbourne. So, uh, that broke the Guinness World Record for the most amount of r- marathons in a row by by a female. So it was it was pretty cool.
1: And when we did our last episode, you I think you are at like number 96.
0: Yeah, which is crazy to think of the length of Australia. Um, I was 96 out of 150 and I was still on the border of Queensland and New South Wales. Um, you can't really fathom just how big Queensland is until you run it. Mm. And then pretty much once you get into the New South Wales-Victorian border, it's only two weeks and you're home. Um, so I spent a large chunk of that time in Queensland. Yeah. And because Burley Heads was home, it was almost this really rewarding feeling running here yeah. and talking to you because you oh, got to man. see your family yeah. and, you know, surrounded by community that you know before you, before you keep running. So it was, it was a really memorable time of the experience.
1: I'm glad you're back and you're, you're now in, Bur- you're Burley local now.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So I was a Melbourneian before this, mm. but um decided after the end of the run to move up here. Um, I think just... I love the beach. I love the hinterlands. Uh, it's just a really cool place.
1: We've got everything.
0: Everything. I'm that mm. problem though because I think the price of rent here is like the worst in Australia now and I'm, I'm one of those people that's moved here and made that worse. So I do apologise yeah. to everyone that does live on the Gold Coast who can't afford to live here anymore. It's,
1: it's really, it's bad. It's bad, bad. Like we won't get into the politics. We won't. Um, no, it's not
0: a housing crisis mm. chat. It's a, it's a running chat. It's but a yeah. running chat. So
1: yes. running, okay, this is where like everyone pretty much Australia knows who you are and what you've done. My first question, and I don't want to do this in like, this is something that I wanted to know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What was the feeling for you crossing the finish line? Because, you know, it was televised all over Australia. Like it was you. Like when I saw you on the news, I'm like, oh my God, I saw her. <laughs> like, oh, it would have been...
0: 54 days yeah, prior. <laughs> I was like cool I,
1: I you know I spoke to her yeah, that was really quick <laughs> but then you know watching you cross the finish line like actually finishing 150 days of marathons like what was it like like you know because Ned Brockman did his and he had the massive huge crowd and there was a lead up into it but for you did you have people running with you for the full 42 or like
0: yeah. So I deliberately started the last marathon mm. at, it was a Monday, 1pm because I wanted people to be able to get around the the finish line and knowing that it was a work day, mm. I didn't want to finish at my normal lunchtime, 1pm and have everyone at work. So strategically I thought it, and I was absolutely blessed on that day because mm. for a, what was it, January, it would have been the middle of summer. And it was this kind of, it was on the, kind of cusp of too warm but just really manageable um so when I started at 1pm at the botanical gardens I thought there would be nobody there because it was 1pm on a Monday and there was a lot of people there to run and the plan was to do a loop of Melbourne kind of the most iconic parts of Mm -hmm. it so we did botanical gardens the lake just in and around kind of the key running spots and as the afternoon progressed and um we got into that five o'clock kind of period it just Got grew and grew and grew. Mm. Um, And the goal for the last, I don't know, for 16, 20 Ks was Mm. to loop this 3.8 kilometre park the tan yeah and oh yeah 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 yeah. and the finish line was on the tan so the point of that was for people that could only run three or four k's they could just join in for one loop and i would constantly loop so there was kids joining me and you know um and each loop we picked up more and more people um and i still to this day don't know how many people were there um until i saw a drone shot. And it was just like, it was epic.
1: Yeah, that, that yeah. was for you. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that at the time. So crossing the finish line was almost surreal. And it's strange. I didn't feel any. I felt joy, obviously, yeah. and excitement at the time. But then I was nervous because I was straight on the project. So I just felt nervous. I just felt about a thousand emotions. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, adrenaline, just heaps of adrenaline. Mm. And it took, I would say, two months for it to really settle down enough for me to take a step back and go how did I actually feel and it's not until looking back over the the photos Mm. and the footage and I see people that were there Mm. I'm like what are they doing that's so incredible they came Mm. to the finish line and then I burst into tears Mm. so it didn't hit me as much at the time but it keeps hitting me in waves afterwards which is which is I guess it's a good thing I haven't forgotten it.
1: Now like going like off the back of that you know what were the days after what did that actually look like because you know you you okay you've done the 150 it's hit you Pe- and people's lives just go on they that's do. how that's how life works mm-hmm. you know you life goes on how, how are you like you finished 150 consecutive marathons and then it, you know you where did you sleep that night like <laughs> like what did you do like how did that all work and how did yeah. that feel
0: Well we, ca- we we kicked on and we had some beers and I finally at about 8 or 9 p.m got to say hi to everybody. And I think I got home at one or two in the morning and I was buzzing. Like, no, I hadn't been drinking. Mm -hmm. I was just, I hadn't eaten enough either. It was just Mm -hmm. talking to everyone. I could not sleep that night. I was so excited. Um, I woke up at about 7am to about 16 missed calls from different radio stations and then woke up Mm -hmm. in a panic. So that whole kind of next three days afterwards for me was similar to the actual journey whereby there was heaps of hustle and bustle. Um, and then later in the week, and also to top it off, all my family had flown in from Mm. all over the world. So I dropped them off at their airports later in the week, went to bed at about 4 PM and woke up, I reckon almost lunchtime the next day. It just hit me like Mm. a truck about four or five days later. Um, and that's when the fatigue started to kick in. It wasn't instantaneous. It was, yeah. yeah, it was way later. Um, and when the fatigue kicked in, I was going to bed Like ten thirty a.m. to eleven thirty a.m. and then one till two and then four till five every day. Just
1: this is what I want to know. Like (laughs) people just see like you know, of course you're not going to post that every single day, but for you, you know, we we see the photos and that, but we're not actually seeing like the fatigue, like the was there damage?
0: Not so much. Damage, but it's just so much fatigue. So yeah. I couldn't. And the thing that frustr— I remember feeling really frustrated because I had all this momentum that I wanted to leverage mm. for my cause, you know, and etc., cetera, et cetera. But I just didn't have the energy to do it, mm. and I didn't have any direction, and I couldn't think of a direction. But I wanted to carry the momentum, so I was pulling, pulling myself in all different directions, and putting way too much pressure on myself to to achieve in a time where I should have taken a step back. Um, so for the first couple of weeks, even months, I was just kind of, yeah, frustrated and angry that I wasn't doing more with my time. And it Mm. took a little while for me to say, okay, give yourself permission (laughs) to rest because you've got no choice (laughs) at this point. There's nothing else Mm. your body wants to do. And then once I started resting, I reckon it was six months. So only recently Mm. have I started feeling back to not just myself but able to you know train and 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 improve again so Mm. it's been an absolute Mm. journey
1: and have you noticed any like real physical or even emotional adaptions during that phase like of rest and recovery
0: Absolutely. So even yesterday, my friends and I caught a train out to the first line from Brisbane and that. then ran back. I haven't run that oh, far. Oh, you, you ran? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. And then we ran back. So it was my watch said forty five k's, but it wasn't. It was like forty eight. I f- kept, st- I f- get, I stopped. Yeah. yeah, I always forget to restart it, so it was more like forty eight. Oh, I thought you ks. rode
1: that because I saw no. you. you've been doing a lot of riding. <laughs> no. Okay. We ran it,
0: fucked. and that prior to tip to toe, I never would have just done without it, but. I have so much confidence in my ability to go <laughs> distance now. It's just without training, you know, And when yeah. I say training, I, I'm always running. It's just yeah. nothing specific. So my confidence to get through it has just, it's all there. Like I have no doubt in my body now to just do things, which is cool.
1: Cause I'm I, what we we're saying off camera, you know, I've got that 50 K coming up this Saturday and I've, I've sort of got the same mindset, but I know I've done damage. So I'm like, mm. is my body going to carry me through it? I'm oh, <laughs> hmm, like, probably not.
0: Probably. It, when it's like an actual physical thing, yeah. mine was just fatigue. There was no musculoskeletal injuries. No. Um, I did blood tests. I was a bit low on protein. Everything else was fine. So surprisingly all yeah. all good. And there was so many, I guess, physiological and psychological benefits, like my confidence in overcoming challenges yeah grew and you know my I guess confidence myself to to talk to people and be a bit more kind of you know I guess extroverted grew and all that stuff as well because I was meeting so many people out there and I have so many friends off the back of it so there's a lot of friendships made too
1: like and and what was it like doing the media the media circuit because you know as you said radio tv like How did you cope with that? Like, because it would have been unrelenting. Hey, can we get you on? Can we get you on? Like, how how was that? Like, especially with the, did you have brain fog or anything?
0: I did heaps of brain fog. Yeah. How how did that all? Yeah. I guess I was super nervous at the start, even for podcasts. I'd get really nervous. And then the more, well, (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Should I be nervous now? No. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm very confident and comfortable here. Not confident, comfortable. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've got Caleb here. He's
1: making me comfortable.
0: (laughs) Is he just giving you eyes across the room? He does. (laughs) Anyway. No, 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 no. it was fine. I, um, I actually started to really enjoy it. I, I reminded myself that the more this happens, the more people are hearing your story, the more money could get donated to charity, the more awareness is being raised. And I kept trying to just bring it back to my why. Mm -hmm. Um. And it became fun. It became, um, yeah, I became comfortable with my story and, and mm-hmm. what to say. And I think even in the early days, I just would forget the simplest things. Like, why am I running? And I'd mm,
1: panic. Mm. <laughs> I'm
0: panic. Like, of course, so, you like, know why you're sorry running. Sorry to interject, but
1: th- like what you've just said then, y- it's just a, a perfect representation of you. Like, it's not so much about the massive fucking achievement you, you did. Like, you ran so far you always bring it back to your cause. Like it's not like I'm, I'm a Kana who run 150 marathons in 150 days. It's like, no, I, I ran this to raise money for this. And then you're always pushing that. And that's what I love about you because you, you're not, there's no ego behind it.
0: I think honestly if anyone set their mind to do it and, and had a little bit of running background because you do need to have training <laughs> behind you, to, um, you could do it. You know, yeah. I was just privileged enough to have the time and make the decision to make time and I think yeah. that was – and, and for me, it was always about the cause, you know, yeah. I really wanted to do something for a cause that I loved. And even now I, I'm creating an event on the gold coast to, it's a community event though. It's got nothing to do with me. It's going to be a fun run on Burley beach that, um, profits are all going to go to Crumb and wildlife sanctuary. So it's going to be in June of next year. So I just love doing things that involve people, get them running, mm-hmm. get them a little bit sweaty, lace mm-hmm. up their shoes and try something hard or for a good reason, Mm. Um, I'm starting to realize that if things are fun, people will do them and, you know, it can be fun and have a good cause at the Mm. same time Then it's a win-win. Yeah.
1: And you you can plug that now.
0: Oh, it's not really finished yet. I will soon plug it, but no, it'll be June next year and it's going to be on Belly Beach. Do you know the rock, North Belly? Yes. Yeah. It's just going to be an all-out beach run. So first person to touch the rock and back. On the beach. On the beach. Yeah, it's too short for you. It's like 46K is too short for you. Oh, so so it's just an (laughs) up and back? Yeah, it's only 4Ks.
1: I know some of you are looking for high-quality supplements to fuel your workouts and help you achieve your fitness goals. Now, as cliche as this sounds, look no further than Run X Nutrition. Now, at Run X Nutrition, they do understand that fitness isn't just a hobby. It is a lifestyle and that's why they offer a premium recovery supplement designed to help you take your performance to the next level. Whether you're a professional athlete, an amateur like myself, or just starting out, they have everything you need to succeed. Their products are formulated with the highest quality ingredients to provide you with the electrolytes you need to optimize your training and recovery. Now, This is the best part. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off your order using the link in the show notes. That is right. 30% off your order and that link will be in the show notes. So why wait? Visit runxnutrition.com or use the show notes link today and take advantage of this exclusive offer. Now run faster, lift heavier and get it done with Run X Nutrition. Back to the episode.
0: Really short. You'll be fine. Well,
1: actually, a few years ago, a little uh, little cool quirky thing about me. So my first ever ultra, I did up and back from North Burley to Burley, all the way to Burley Point and back wow. for 10 hours. Ooh. Yeah. How was your Achilles on that? Horrible. I had yeah. a stress fracture actually on the side of my foot. Pretty pretty cool.
0: Did you do it barefoot?
1: No, I did. I used bare, like. Not barefoot, but like low, lower. Yeah. What's the low drop. heel drop. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Oof. But yeah, that was that was my first introduction to it, and um, haven't looked back since. Yeah. Wow. The that's more really you know. Cool. <laughs> um, so change <laughs> change gears here a bit. You know, to to uh, this is like again, I do the podcast for me because I want to know about stuff. How did you fit back into normal, well, normal life after? Doing that because, like, every morning you're up at X, yeah, you run 42.2 kilometers and you've done that for 150 days. How do you go back to not doing that? Like, what's the transition plan? How do you navigate that to go? Oh, I'm not doing a marathon today,
0: yeah, yeah, it's it, it changed as well. So, um, I did sleep in for the first I think I'm still sleeping in, mm. I'm just still to sleep in though? now. Oh, it's embarrassing, it's like eight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh that's that's
0: it's mm. a sleeping considering i'm like usually an early bird and everyone on the gold coast runs at like 5 30 a.m yeah. so i've missed every casual run on the gold coast ever because i sleep through them all mm. um but i don't think i'm even there yet there's definitely times mm. where i miss um i miss it where i'm just i'm and i don't so much miss the distance run i just miss being in remote parts of australia and waking up next to mm. a waterfall or waking up by a river or in a paddock and just being like, cool, I get mm. to explore a whole new part of the world today. That bit I miss. And that's why I'm starting to reintroduce these fun kind of weekend adventures. Mm. Also to show that you can have an adventure in your own backyard. You don't have to mm. do something as wild and drastic as, as what I did and just, yeah, I missed that more than anything because I can run again now. Mm. Um, I didn't miss the running for the first few months because I was too tired to do it. Mm. Um, so I went to the gym instead and just tried to be physical without overdoing it or without running. Um, yeah, I more missed the travel and it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to, cause I, I went and then did this Tasmania, um, adventure and that was cool.
1: That's what I wanted to ask <laughs> yeah. about next. Yep, like yep. what you just, I, I saw on your Instagram, you're just running is <laughs> this like what was that
0: so that was so i ran from davenport to hobart and that was 300k so it was essentially oh, down tasmania so and i did that in july which is only last month um for two reasons one mm. because or three reasons one because um i really wanted to finish the east coast mm-hmm. so i hadn't done yeah, okay, yet. And so i've down, now yeah. done the entirety of the east coast two because i had this idea um well, I was given these pictures from from three girls Ange, Alice um, and Mel and they were talking to me about how they want to uh you know change for a greener but what can they do to, to help ensure a greener future for them mm-hmm. and I thought about it and I thought well you can write to your MP and then because I already knew I would like to do this Tassie run I thought well let me tee up a meeting in parliament in Hobart and run them there as a bit of a um, a bit of a showcase to yeah. be like, look, the, the next generation can speak up as well. So I did it and it was freaking awesome. It was winter, it was snowing, it was just different, but my body was not used to it. Like mm. my body, it, I learned on that run that I'm not ready for a big running expedition yet. Mm. Um, and it was physically so much harder than tip to toe ever was. And I thought, all right, well, if I can't do these big things that I want to do, I need to work out how I can still be in the outdoors, still adventure and, you know without breaking my body down too much because I think you do have to respect recovery
1: let's talk about <laughs> that because you know we were talking about it before you know I don't think uh, look I'm not going to put a, a rational generalization on the Gold Coast but you know a lot of people are out there really going hard on themselves they're they're going hard in their runs and every single run is hard and every single runs a P B. PB and there's the recovery piece. And I I guess so, it's always social media. Social media is now starting to say you need to recover. So for the people, and, and especially coming from you, because I, I would count you as, you know, pretty much an elite athlete. Like you're up there, you're fast, you're quick. How important is, especially with your experience, how important is taking a break and actually resting? Like, they say, oh, you know, you can do a recovery run. It's like, no, like rest, like lie down mm-hmm. and do nada.
0: Nada. And it's also f- it's also mental yeah. rest too. So you need to be able to not think about it as well. You need to do something that distracts you because if all you're ever doing is focusing on improvement and performance, if all you're ever doing is watching what you eat, watching how much you sleep, it's quite stressful. You know, you don't switch off. So I think you need the physical break for your body to recover and also the mental break for your mind to recover. And to me, that's exactly what it is to be resilient. So I would say resilience is not how much you can endure, but how much you can recover in terms to endure for longer. So you want to have an elite endurance mindset, right? You need downtime to do that. If you burn 100%, 100% of the time, you're going to last a very short amount of time. Mm. You know, you're burning that candle quick. But if you let yourself, you know, really have that downtime, and this is permission to take time out. If you have that downtime.
1: Everybody listen (laughs) to this.
0: Then when you go 100%, you Mm. can actually give it 100%. So Mm. it's just. It's important and I had to learn the hard way. Mm. Um, I'm not, it's not in my nature to want to slow down. Mm. I'm very much a straight out of the gun, go get kind of person. Mm. But yeah, I think if I could meditate, I would and I'm trying, but Mm. I'm not quite there yet. It's it's hard, but I do other things to recover like yoga and stretching and sleeping Mm. and napping and occasional Netflix. And I think it's just as important.
1: Yeah. I, I think that like we, we all need to just chill like what for you like and again to bring it back to you you aren't doing it to prove anything to anyone and sorry gold coastians but a lot of gold coasters there's there's a sense of proving there's a proving ground there that we're trying to outdo one another and i think we've just got to really enjoy the run for the run like you know i, I see so many people beat themselves up over a dnf and mm-hmm. you know, they, they beat themselves up because they missed out on their PB. I'm like, it's just yes, you've trained for it, but then, as you said, it's that resilience side like, to understand that you know, this stuff sort of happens like so it's just racing, it's just racing. So, just enjoy the run for what it is. And you know, my new coach, oh, Adzie Gordon, um, you know, he's really, when it comes to coaching, and especially for me, he's really shifted my mindset to just enjoy the, oh, enjoy the journey. the journey.
0: No, but it's true.
1: And, you know, and that, that's what I'm doing. Like if I miss a run, oh, fuck, I miss a run. I've, I've got plenty more runs to come. And I don't know. I think it, it's just a testament, you know, to who you are by telling these guys, like from someone who has experienced it firsthand. Now, the next big thing I've gotta ask is there's probably, you know, people are probably asking you what's what's next? What's the next big thing? Do you do you feel like you have to prove? Like going back to that proving point, do you feel like you know, you have to do something big now or is it like you just mm. sort of like, ah.
0: Oh. Yeah, I did early on feel like I had to prove it because I got asked so much. Um, and then,
1: like an expectation, yeah, there.
0: yeah, yeah. And then I think in time, I couldn't do anything. And, you know, Tasmania showed that to me that I, I wasn't ready to, to do anything big. Um, and I guess now, you know, you get asked a little bit less and less. And, and, the, the the reason that my answers changed, but for me, so my, my answer is yes, I want to, but it's going to be something that I really want to do. And it's because I love adventure. Um, mm. and I think the next one I will just do for myself, not so much, to To not to to raise money, I feel like I've you know asked so much for for, for funds to be raised. I How wanna, much
1: did you end up raising?
0: I think it was one hundred and thirty five thousand. So it was good. It was good. And good. I will Come yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna set up events to help you know contribute to to community um as well. So I, that's something I want to constantly kind of include in my life mm. and in my in my goals. But I think the next adventure I do will be, and I have a few ideas. Transcom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> really? No. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to yourself.
0: It'll be something different. It'll be like, it'll include different elements of adventure. And I'm t- really kind of inspired to do something that's I don't know how to do. So running for me was a comfortable hard. Like it was outside what I knew pos- that mm. I thought was possible, but it was something that I was comfortable doing. Mm. Whereas I'd love to do an adventure that was like kayaking or swimming or something. I have zero mm. prior knowledge in that I actually have to learn from
1: knitting. scratch. Endurance knitting. <laughs>
0: How many sweaters can we knit in one week?
1: Twenty-four hour knit challenge. <laughs> cool.
0: I don't think I can knit one. I don't <laughs> even know how to start. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, this is good.
0: One stitch. Yes. Yeah. Nah. So something I just have no idea how to do.
1: Yeah. Like, I think you know, I, I get worried for people. I no, I shouldn't say I get worried. No, I'll say that. <laughs> I get worried for people that do these big you know or these huge audacious events like feats and you know the the mental anguish like are you going to do it again are you going to do it again like how does that make that person feel like i always bring it back to um what's his name who did the transcom uh ned brockman yeah you know i look at him and there's now this he's created this image of you know this is who i am and I'm, I'm like, man, you you can just enjoy being you, man. Like it's, it's like, okay, yeah. and I, I, I wish one day he would come on the podcast so I could get that side of the story. But you know, people have asked me, oh, have you spoke? Like my mum was like, oh, is, is it kind of gonna do another big one? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. I either. don't think she has <laughs> to. I really don't think it's necessary. Yeah.
0: And I guess people don't know this, but it's 50% me, 50%. Um, So my partner was a huge help on that. He was, you know, setting up camp every day Mm. and, um, you know, he was definitely integral to the expedition and he's working full time on the documentary right now, Mm. um, which will come out in the next couple of months. But the next adventure I'd love to incorporate him as well and almost do it as an actual partnership. I mean, it was a partnership, Mm. but in a way that we could kind of do something together, um, whereas where he could take a bit more of a forward step um i don't know if he's agree i'm just you mm. know i don't think i've run this past him yet He <laughs> might hate the idea yeah. but it would be cool to do something yeah and I, I think i'd have it more environment based than endurance based i've got like vague mm. as you can see i mm. haven't quite worked it out yet but um yeah do you know there's um someone else doing the the turnbull express i can't remember what his actual name is but he's like 19 days into it he's doing 100k a day and he's smashing this the um western australia to sydney run smashing it i know it's been do you know what i've noticed this last six months is how many of these adventure like expedition endurance events are going on it's it's
1: it's fantastic but um um, it's funny how it started to like slowly like i'm not going to get into that and i'm not going to dig myself a grave i agree with it and i also don't agree with it because of the social media pathway but I'll I've leave. just
0: I've just seen it go crazy. I was like, when I was first playing this, there yeah. only was a few, and Sean was one. And then I found out about Ned maybe two months before yeah. I started. I was like, cool, this is great. This pe-. and then all of a sudden, like I literally, I'm like, wow, this is it's oh, so, so incredible. Like there's someone running Antarctica, Australia, Are they crossing. It's just I don't know. It's just it's in the water.
1: It's yeah. The, uh, there's a. L- I'm (laughs) gonna leave it there guys I'm not gonna say anymore I'm trying to bait him no (laughs) but even Sean's another one like yeah I I, I really do want to get Sean on and as we spoke earlier you know he's it's it's all about longevity like this running things as I said before it's just a run there's plenty more to come Mm -hmm. so you know he did the what 200 miler and he was like running two days later. And it's
0: like, how do you uh. works for him. I need more rest. Yeah. <laughs> but so he's an expert. He knows what he's doing.
1: To go back a bit, so your partner, mm. I would say, and I've this is another question. He's like the unsung hero of this. Absolutely. Like you did the running, but he was this like, I don't think people understand how intense crewing can be for someone. Like actually crewing so like what was his thought what like again he's not here so you could, you're you gonna have to sort of speak for him <laughs> but how did he go like with the aftermath how did he go with all like the like the media, everything.
0: Yeah, it was exactly the same for him. So he loves the outdoors too. Mm. And he, for context, would spend half of the day setting up camp, cooking and, you know, crewing and then half the day editing. So mm. he was editing constantly. Um, and he had the same kind of come down from it all and, and he'd lost his kind of sense of purpose in the day. He's reliving it. Baking a documentary, mm. he gets to dive into that world every day. So he hasn't quite closed his book. I closed the book in January when I finished the run, but his book will be closed when the documentary's mm. out. So he's still kind of in that, in the thick of it. Um, but I think, yeah, for anyone doing like a large expedition like this, what particularly when it's attached to a cause and you want the cause to be the center stage, I don't know. I really learned that every big idea needs a big marketing idea mm. because it's all well and good to do something. But if you can't share your message in an articulate or even just in a creative way that captures people attention, then it's not going to really reach mm. the heights that you you, you thought it would. Mm. And Rye was the big idea marketing idea mm. in partnership with my big idea. Mm. So the reason we were able to raise so much money and have so much, so m- much awareness around the wilderness society was purely because of his daily efforts, hustling for the same amount of hours as me on the whole you know social mm. media marketing um, not just that but radio TV news like that was all him um, he was writing wow. to, yeah he was writing to the to all of like channel 7 uh, you know written, that's a job print, in
1: itself
0: like literally an entire job yeah because I didn't have the energy to do that. he was yeah (laughs) please say to me (laughs) really um so he was doing that like towns in advance to stay on top of it
1: and what like after this run like especially with you two like what were some of the big relationships that you sort of brought together because of that like you would have met some famous people and did some like I don't know, some big talk. I haven't actually seen every single thing (laughs) you've done. But like, what were some of the cool relationships you'd created? Like some of the big shows that you went on? Like, did you go on any overseas or like what what was the biggest?
0: Oh, interesting. What was the biggest? I'm not sure what the biggest was. There was some interesting ones. I think I remember the interesting ones more than the big ones. What do you it, mean by
1: interesting? Or
0: like just ones I got called into a Tel Aviv um, yeah. radio show that was like the middle of the night for me. And, yeah, just the, it was super interesting just talking to a completely different audience yeah, um, where the, their questions were more based around you know the animals that you see in australia and just oh, trying to like you know oh, relate okay. to it it was, it was so there's a lot of really interesting stuff around that um yeah no i don't know that's hard it depends on you know it depends on say the person yeah. who is um you're talking to because yeah for example my grandma just didn't have any interest in all of the kind of news around it, but then there was an article in the times London yeah. and she thought that that was the biggest deal of all. She like yeah. put that on the fridge. She's like, my daughter's made it. I was like, "Nan, I've been in every, I was like, she's, yeah. like, she's like, this is the only one that matters to me. So, yeah. um, yeah, it was interesting to see, you know, what people think is like a serious news article versus what isn't. Um, yeah. so yeah, I guess it just depends on the person.
1: Oh, um, it's just it, like, it's, Again, like it's just so cool when you like I, I see you on the front of the newspaper. I'm like, I spoke. I spoke to her. <laughs> like, like. And do you ever get people come up to you in the street, or did you ever get that? Like, hey, you're that. You're that chick that ran really far.
0: Yeah, I I I did for a while, and it was really bizarre. Mm. Um, it was really bizarre. Um, it's definitely just like, I don't know. I've taken it in my stride now, and I'm just trying to, you know there's so many people doing incredible things and, um, yeah, I try not to like, you know, overthink it too much. Mm. I'm just kind of really humbled at the fact that people just enjoyed watching the adventure and yeah. And, and I have, and like, I'm, I'm coaching and nutrition coaching now. And so my entire focus is switched.
1: (laughs) I've
0: been doing it for a few, few weeks. Um, and my entire focus is switched towards trying to get or helping other people achieve their, you know, potential. So Mm. I love it. Um, it's a really good, It's really rewarding to see people that, you know, either haven't done an event before or haven't, you know, finished a 10K run before to then go and smash these goals and, you know, aim for bigger ones. So I'm getting so much love and joy out of that right now.
1: So with like with that coaching and training, like nutrition wise, like I guess this is for the audience, like if you were to give some solid advice to someone who has just started running or just getting into it or gym or swimming or whatever it were, like, what would that be? What does that look like?
0: For nutrition or for coaching?
1: Let's do both at the same time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a very complex question. Mm. Well, it depends. It depends on, so I just look at who you are as a person because I think that no matter how busy you are or where you live or what your work-life balance is, you can definitely find time to make a healthier, you know, lifestyle within that and you can definitely have these running-based goals or, you know, nutrition-based goals and and work around any lifestyle. So I think it's about tailoring it to you and that's the most important thing that sometimes gets missed with programs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I work really closely to really kind of nail – what works and also how do you like to be coached you know either you the kind of mm. person that you know for you example are you the kind of person that likes encouragement and guidance are you that kind of david goggins like drop and give me 20 i want to
1: be held like a baby <laughs> and told it's okay that is that's what my coach is doing like my previous coach was very um great coach um uh, shout out to Dave Coombs, um, but really good, but very numbers based and mm-hmm. I knew I was letting him down if I didn't do that session i i'd I'd be like, Hey, the kids are sick, like I can't actually run, I've got to postpone. you know, I felt like I was yeah slightly letting him down a bit and not in a ba- I maybe that's just me in my own head, but my new coach for triathlon's now Adzi Gordon um he used to be a professional Australian triathlete, and uh-huh. you know he's very much based on feeling and you know, no matter what you're doing during the day, it all counts towards it like I'm I told him, especially with a new restaurant opening, I'm doing like twenty thousand steps a day. Wow, and he's like, that counts, of course like, it counts. It's, it's not like it's time oh, on feet it's time on feet, and he's mm-hmm. like that counts towards so if you do a ten k after that, you've basically done what thirty or let's say twenty five kilometers on your feet of exercise. So, you know, he, he makes me feel good in that sense of that it's okay. Yeah. And that's what I need. Like I, you know, I don't have, everyone has time, but some days, like, especially Sundays, I don't, I don't train mm. because it's with, it's my only real day with my kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, you know, from wake up to night.
0: But that's it. It's about managing expectations and, and you've just said it there, we all have the same amount of hours in a day, but what is your priority in that day? And your priority isn't running, it's your children, which is completely fine. So it's all about choosing goals that align with your priorities and, you know, expectations. You can't say, okay, well, uh, my goal is to run a two hour, 30 marathon, but my priority is my work. Okay. Well, we need to adjust your priority to align with your goal. Um, Or we need to change your goal to align with your priority and, and, and kind of meet in the middle a little bit there and, whatever your goal is, you've just got to match the two and and put in the work and, you know, consistency is a secret weapon here. You know, it's about being consistent and and it's okay to have three steps forward and two steps back. You're Mm. still moving in the right direction. And Yeah. And it's the same with nutrition. Every nutrition is so tailored. Everybody's so different. Everybody Mm. reacts to different things. They have different dietary preferences. Mm -hmm. It's about maximizing your own personal nutrition to get the best out of performance. And I love it because it's for me, it's about taking all the information and coming up with, with a solution Mm. with all that information. And nutrition is actually, it can be simple and it can be complex, Mm. you know, complex where you everything can come back to your gut and what you put into it your anxiety levels your performance your sleep your stress your happiness it, can all, it all comes back um mm. to sometimes to what you eat and yeah i think it's really it's really rewarding working with people and i've been a nutritionist for mm, Almost ten years, and I've had a really big. Oh
1: break. my! Di- yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: that's my trade. The more um, you know. <laughs> the more you know, um, but it's good to be back into it. I've obviously taken you know sixteen months off with this expedition and the recovery and travel and everything. So yeah, it's been really good to get back in and and really focus on it.
1: Man, I wish we had more like another hour. <laughs> oh my, Like because that like food no, with a caner
0: <laughs>
1: podcast. That's yeah. a podcast idea. That's no, super interesting. So you know, especially with, like, you've got food, you've got physical training, and then how would you train someone for mindset? Like, how, how does that all come into play? Like, have you got any? Mindset, going?
0: yeah. So, again, I think mindset's really, like, it, it, it's it's – how you can be coached, so it's about understanding how people work, or how mm. to how to maximise performance in a human, whether they like to be pushed, or whether they like to be encouraged, or guided, or they just need they just need to be told what to do. Um, in terms of mindset, yeah, I guess it's about diving into situations that people can relate to, mm. and being like, okay, well, that was a tough situation that's not mm. running related, but you can take your learnings from that. Situation and bring it over to running, Um, and you know I call it my self confidence wall. Where you you get through a hard Mm. situation, and you build a you know you build a self belief brick because you did it, and even though it was really freaking hard, you got through it. So you put that self belief brick on your confidence wall, and next Mm. time you're in a hard situation, and again doesn't have to be running related, you get through it, you build another self belief brick, Mm. and over time your confidence wall gets higher and higher and yep it might get blown over every so often but it's about pulling things from different areas of your life where you've overcome challenges and you've grown a you know a, a mental toolkit to get through this and you take that into running and it's just trying to translate that
1: yeah like what you like to make it more relatable I love that because it's you know I had uh what's his name Simon Cochran on the world record for the yep. Ultraman and He said one that I've just, it's always been there and I I love it and I I fucking say this to everyone, it's make your bed. It's just simple things throughout your day that you don't want to do and you just do them. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to fold your clothes, go fucking fold your clothes. You you don't want to pick up the rubbish, go pick up the rubbish. (laughs) Like it's those small things and, you know, especially with this ultra, ultra community, they think it's the, you know, you have to do a 50K run every single Saturday, get it done. And it's like, no, like I think it's how how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. So if you start picking up the rub, if you, you start taking out the, the trash or, you know, cleaning your car, washing your car, you don't want to fucking do it. But it all counts.
0: Yeah, it all counts absolutely, and it's also about embracing hard work. And you know, people look at like hard actual work. hard work. Yeah, 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 yeah. But hard work in every every sense, and running is one of them, right? You know, we look at hard things, and humans are wired towards the path of least resistance. That's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. So. You know, if you look ahead at the training program for a fifty k trail run, you're like, "Fuck, that looks really hard." I'm gonna have to get up early. I don't do that. Okay, I, well, just, I, just, I just, I look
1: at day by day.
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, People yeah, do. Yeah. They look ahead and they go, "Wow, I don't, I can't do a half marathon because I don't." The training looks super difficult. That if you just take that first step and yes, you can break it down day by day, K Mm. by K, however you want to break it down. If you just start, you have a huge advantage over the next person because you've embraced the fact that, you know, hard work's going to get you there and you're well on your way. So Mm. it's such an advantage to just, you know, reframe how you see hard work and going, I'm at an advantage by just doing it, you know, just by starting, Mm. you're already well ahead of the next person. Um, Because everything that everything big success in life takes work. And mm-hmm. it's about not thinking that as a negative, just thinking it's, yeah, if I put in the time and I put in the hustle, mm-hmm. I'm going to get there.
1: Like, and what we spoke about before, you know, the microphone was rolling is like, we see the end result with you. We see the, you know, a hundred and few, how many k's was it again?
0: 6,330.
1: <laughs> you see, you know, you, you, you look at it and go, wow, 6,300 kilometers. She just did that. And it's like, no, it takes, it, it, it takes years and years and yeah. years. Like the analogy that I've always lived by. And especially when I was doing my gym, my big bodybuilding gym, cause I used to be a PT, you know, you'd get these people that would come in. Not, I relate this to, back to bodybuilding, same thing with runners. These, these people who are overweight, these people who want to get fit. And, you know, they've had 30 years of eating shit, feeling like shit. And they think, you know, two weeks in the gym, going to change all that two weeks of just doing a couple workout workouts here and there is going to change 30 fucking years of bad eating habits Mm -hmm. and it's like no it doesn't work like that Like, and then they give up yeah and it's the same thing like with this you you, you've really quote unquote you've got to put in the work yeah you've got to put in the physical hard work and not each session is going to be the best session you know it's breaking it down, and for me, it's day by day. It's just going through. Consistency. Yeah. What is it to be? You, you'd rather be consistently. No, what's the R? Oh, butchered it. <laughs> I give up.
0: Well, I can butcher a quote for you as well. So, Leon, uh, and name <laughs> and a name, Leon, 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 Lionel Messi, Messi, the footballer. Yeah, yeah. He says it takes seventeen years. 10 months and like 34 days to be an overnight success. Yeah. So, you know, you got to put in the work leading up to it and everybody saw the finish line but no one saw the 10 years of running in the in the background that I did to, to get me yeah, there like, and not just that but, you know, everything else that we did just to get the right sponsors on board and the calls and the meetings and the no's yeah. and, you know, it, it did. It took more hard work getting to the start line than it did getting to the finish line and I think I take that into my coaching a lot being like I know how hard start lines can be So if we can just get you there to the start line, that's 90% of the work done. You get to just enjoy the run now. Um, And, yeah, I think in terms of mindset, yeah, I think hard work, resilience – You know, positive talk, like positive self-talk and reframing how, you you know, reframing what if I'm going to fail to what if I don't, you know, what if I can't run 10 K's to what if you run 15 K's, you know, just reframing your language, breaking it down into day by day, step Mm. by step. Um, yeah, you, you'll get through it.
1: I love that. (laughs) I really like that. I could listen to you talk all day. And I know vice
0: versa in your calm, mm. sensual tone. <laughs> um,
1: so to sort of land this, you know, I think for everyone that wants to listen to it, I forgot what episode, but I did do an episode which we mentioned at the start of the podcast with Akana, and we, you know, I went through with like the last statement thing. So this time around, what is something that you can give my audience? That want to do something not as big, but there there is one big audacious goal that they want to go after. What's your message to them from someone who has done something so massive? Mm. You can think about it.
0: Yeah. The first thing that obviously comes to my mind is a Nike slogan, just do it. But um, mm-hmm. no, it takes <laughs> don't wanna don't wanna do that. Um, I think my advice would be firstly, it is possible. So get rid of that doubt. You can do it um, and have the right people in your corner. So don't lean too heavily on the people that tell you you can't do it and just surround yourself by people that tell you that you can um, because you can. And I guess then don't be afraid to start because for me, I, I didn't know I could get to the 94 marathons when I saw you, I didn't think that was possible, let alone getting to 150. So yeah, I guess just back yourself, surround yourself by the right people and collaborate. The biggest thing I learned was to lean on people who knew more than me and lean on people who could help in various ways and not just, you know, ways you'd think, Necessary, but just in the weirdest, strangest ways. If they can, yeah, Yeah. just get around you. Just people want to help, people want to see people do great things. So it's okay to ask. Um, and I guess I'm saying that because for me, I feel sometimes really uncomfortable asking people for help. I'm a very non confrontational, people pleasing person, so always asking for help feels really uncomfortable. But when I learned that it's okay to lean on people and I started to, I was so surprised how strong everyone else is and how much they'll rally behind you. So yeah, I think that's a long summary, but just yeah, yeah. just believe that's in nice. yourself.
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the Running Deep podcast. Thanks for
0: having me. <laughs>
1: no, I appreciate. I really, I genuinely appreciate it. Like especially for a second time round, and you know, you're living your life and you're taking time. Like anyone that comes on the podcast, it's nice because they've taken time out of their day to come talk. With me,
0: we're neighbors now, and we don't only talk on podcasts, but we can go running together.
1: Do you want to come do a 50? K- oh, you can't because you're not in
0: I'm going down to Melbourne, I'm doing Athletics Victoria. So, I'm a member of Mansfield Athletics Club, which, for those who don't know where Mansfield is, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's in regional Victoria, mm. and um I got roped into joining by my old coach. Mm. So, I have to fly now to Melbourne every so often to do athletics events. Um, This one's a half though. So, I think it's right up my alley, to be honest. I do like a good half. And then you're going to do really, really fast? I'm going to try. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'm going to go. It's really fast. But that's the thing. I'm not really racing fast at the moment. I'm doing Mm. a lot of long, slow events. But I'm going down to Sydney two weeks later to do the Sydney Marathon. And I want to try and just, if I can just get under three, I'd be stoked. Because it's been ages since I've done that. Wait,
1: under three for a marathon? Yeah, that's what I'm
0: trying to do. But. Oh my um, god, that would be sweet. Um, and then I have an entry to Valencia, December fourth marathon, and I want to try and do that one pretty quick.
1: We didn't even touch on your dead cow gully experience. Oh,
0: that was such a great day. Phil Gore, shout out to Phil. Yeah, lovely man.
1: Oh, you, that was the world record.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I got Sam on as well. Yeah, that was.
0: He's also really great. Yeah. Funniest. They're so fun. You wouldn't think they're elite athletes. They just just chatted. I guess it's the nature of it. Mm. Backyard. You can just chat, but But for
1: everyone, Dead Cal <laughs> Gully 2024,
0: get in. I reckon I'll be there. Do you want to do it?
1: I already got it. No, so Tim came up to see me at yeah. the restaurant and he goes, I've got a present for you. And I, was, I think I said this in the previous podcast <laughs> <laughs> with Nicole. He, he um wrote on a piece of paper free DGC. Entry hey! Oh, cool. Thank you. He's like, yep, if you want to come, it's all yours. I'm like, oh, done. Let's do it. Let's I, I'll together. probably
0: You'll be really fast. Oh, it doesn't matter how fast. It's not a fast thing. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's you just a long go. thing. It's just a long I
1: know. thing. I don't have the capacity anymore. <laughs> no, I do. I don't know.
0: <laughs> He's it. past <laughs> it. Well,
1: yeah, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I actually had lots of fun doing this. This is really nice. And with the new studio shout out to poly studios and caleb Uh, really appreciate it it's nice it's really nice and um yeah i'll hopefully get you on when you do something really big next
0: watch this space (laughs) peace
1: if you are enjoying the podcast please head over to spotify and give us a little star rating or if you want to head over to apple podcast leave a five-star review and yeah just give us your feedback i really really appreciate it and again thank you always for joining me on this week's episode i appreciate you and i can't wait to see you guys again